Welcome to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Janelle. I'm a naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist, and the owner of Seeds of Health. I created the Wellness Alchemy podcast to bring together three of my favorite topics, health, truth, and adventure. I recently created a three-month skin alchemy program. It dives deep underneath the skin, looking at plant-based nutrition, gut health, fasting, detox, chemical-free beauty, and the metaphysics of disease. You can find out more at seedsofhealth.com.au slash skinalchemy. My Skin Alchemy program ties in beautifully with the man I'm going to interview today, Brad McDonald, who's the person behind Against the Grain. Against the Grain has such high integrity and ethics. I love the purity of their products and the effectiveness. Against the Grain is a business which challenges the status quo of what it means to love the skin you're in providing effective, high-integrity products which transcend skin-deep beauty and possess a broader spectrum of uses for the individual and the family. The founder, Brad McDonald, makes no distinction between his values as a naturalist and the principal decision-making within the business. At the core foundation of Against the Grain Health is the mantra, to be nurtured by nature is a reciprocal relationship. In order for us to thrive, not just survive, we must move with renewed reverence for nature, just as we must for our own sovereignty. Going against the grain is in essence going beyond all the stories to a place where we are one and the same. Let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Brad. Thanks, Dino. It's good to be here. Yeah, so I wanted to kick off with what your journey has been with Against the Grain um, and what initially inspired you to create such pure clean products that both heal and nourish the skin? Yeah, so, I mean, like many people's authentic journeys, when they get on them, it pretty much comes down to their own healing journeys and there's something in that for them. And so for me, um, I was always very into sport and, and fitness and wellness and had a lot of opportunities in that space. And so I studied health sciences at the University of South Australia because I was interested in the human body. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't want to be anything in particular. Um, And I was sort of still figuring it out. And, you know, one thing led to another. And my whole family suffered from an autoimmune disease um, called psoriasis, which they tell you is uncurable. And they give you, you know, the doctors will give you the cortisone creams and sort of took us down down that path of, you know, finding no answers, but lots of words. And because of that experience, we, me and my brother, we started to play around with making our own. And as we started researching, we started to learn about a lot of the, you know, the undercurrent of the chemicals that, you know, infiltrate everywhere and cosmetics being one of the worst. And so we started to learn about the catch 22, about all this stuff. And, and that was enough for them. That was enough for us. We, we took that awareness and we were just happy to make our balm. It was working for us. And, um, you know, that was a, before we started making bum, that was about a three or four year um, skin issue thing for us. And my brother had leaky gut syndrome and obviously that perpetuates into psoriasis. And then we got on our gut healing journey and everything because of that. And so it wasn't until um, I was working in cloud computing in Melbourne with a health science degree you know, chasing money on the assumption that I could uh, buy happiness later on, that I sort of had this uh, awakening. I went home to Tamworth, New South Wales, where I'm from, to help my dad with some personal issues. 
and I was sort of, you know, sick of searching and chasing and, and, and I was doing instead of being all the time. And, and out of that experience, I went, you know what, I'm just going to do this totally differently. All these ideas of success that have um, come into my consciousness and I'm just going to, I'm just going to buy a van and I'm going to hit the road and I'm going to make this bar and I'm going to sell it at markets. And that's pretty much what it started with. And I was, so is was this the lucky. original bar that you'd made with your brother, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. I made some tweaks to it and um, had it and created a few different varieties. The, the four healing balm varieties that we have today are the same as what it was when it was originally started. And I, mm. I just said to myself, well, I don't really get, care about the bottom end and I don't want to run a typical business. I just want to give people something they can trust, something that works. And so when it came to putting the ingredients together, it was never about okay, what, what are the cheapest possible ingredients I get, margin and all of that rubbish. It was about where are the most integrity ingredients? Where are the most the beautiful ingredients that I can find that I can put into these barns? Because the skin knows the difference between corrupt and integrity. And mm. so <clears throat> I sort of built the company on that foundation that I really wanted people to be able to trust that the person who was making these products was making them as if they were making them for the cells and their family. And that was always going to be the case. And um, so, yeah, that, then the journey started. I, I started the business and uh, against the grain health, the name was about, you know, going, going against the, the mainstream and uh, mm. bringing us back to nature, you know, and always said to be nurtured by nature is a reciprocal relationship. So, we wanted to be able to help bring people back to nature by giving them a product that was so natural but effective that they had a realization or started their journey or at least helped them along a little bit. Um, but also that in that process of appreciating that something so natural could be so effective that they maybe realized that we are nature and that we need to look after the natural world because it is us in a way hmm. and the state of the world is reflected in the state of us. You know, we see that now more than ever. So, um, yeah, I spent a year traveling. I, I came straight up to Yumundi to the Sunshine Coast. I was really guided up here and, um, I lived in a van for a year and did the Yumundi markets and a bunch of different markets around the Sunshine Coast. And I'd often go to, um, when I first started out, I was making a bomb in national parks and I'd find, find beautiful locations where there was water and trees to roll up my manufacturing rug and put my tent up, my marquee up and, and get batching right out there in nature. Mm. And I wasn't governed by any particular, this is how you should do things. It was kind of like, how do, how do I feel what, that I should be doing this? Because I shouldn't really make any um, there shouldn't be any difference between the values of my business and the principles of myself as a person and the, the mm. difference that I wanted to make in the world. Yeah. And that sort of, that has resonated through even till now, you know, three years later. Um, and it's so beautiful because people connect to that and support us. And, you know, we don't, we don't run a conventional business in that sense. We run a word of mouth um, marketeer business and it's, 
it's been a phenomenal journey and I feel really blessed and grateful. Mm. One thing you shared just then um, that really resonated or that I've observed in our relationship that we've built through me getting to know the products um, and first, I think I first met you at the Yamundi markets and then ran into you in Cairns is the Mm. awareness that you bring um, to well, the conversation, your products, and and the ripple effect that that has to the people who utilize your products and use your products is, um, you just said this in a different way, I guess that you know that synergistic relationship is is built, and that person, I think, can't help but become more aware about their choices because your yeah. integrity yeah. and your ethics are so high. Um, it, I think it it makes a person stop and reflect. Yeah, it is. And, and doing the markets has been amazing because you've got this constant feedback loop with people. Mm. You know, you'll give them some information or a product or something and then you'll see them the next week and the week after that. And so you really get to see their conscious evolution as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been, you know, it's funny because people who, who know what, what, what I do and what me and my partner do now, which I must mention, I met my beautiful wife, Danielle, on the journey, who's just been an absolute angel and it's been a pleasure to have her be a part of this as well. But what I was saying is that the skin is the window in, so it opens up the conversation. You know, people who have skin issues or become aware of, you know, the cosmetic chemical maze that, that we're often thrust into is that starts the conversation piece. Well, what, what about beyond the skin? Your skin is, 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 is showing an irritation. It's, it's showing that, you know, that's something that's beyond that, that is not in balance. And so the journey became about wanting to help people get to the other side of the coin as well. So they'd come to me with a skin issue and I'd offer them some balm and, and, and let them know that it will help alleviate it. It might even fix it, but, chances are, unless they address the other side of the coin, it's still going to be there because it's only mirroring a deeper issue. Um, And that's when my studies with health sciences really, I started to realize why I'd actually done that degree. And so I was able to have that conversation piece on a deeper level and, and actually speak to people about the root cause of their issues rather than just saying, pill for an eel or here's some balm and fix all your problems was wasn't about that it became about how can i find that right piece of information for that person to help them on their journey mm. and um because it was through the markets it was you know there wasn't a consult that came into it it was just in the moment you're speaking to you know 50 to 100 people in a day and it's just it's constant and so it became a really natural free-flowing sort of a um a dialogue with people and um yeah, it's been, it's just been really amazing how it's unfolded and, you know, the ripple effect that you mentioned pretty much sums it up. And that's how I look at it too, is if you can use your words, which is your magic, give people a little bit of a taste of the possibility or even just to understand mm. them, yeah. give them some understanding, give them some compassion. The ripple effect for that person is huge. Yeah. And they know yeah. that if they look at you and you're, you sound like you know what you're talking about and you're saying to them, no problem. You, you can get to the bottom of this. It doesn't always have to be this way. That's instilling in them something, you know, and they're going to go away and they're going to remember that and that's going to motivate them to be accountable for their shit. Mm. 
Yeah. And obviously I'm on the same page with my skin alchemy program, just tapping into all the other facets and the skin being basically the, the signal, um, for people to go, Oh, you know, obviously something's irritating me, something's up. And then we look at the gut and the metaphysics and diet and, um, beauty products and yeah. So it's, it's really, yeah, obviously woven through what I do too. Um, I would love to tap, tap into the chemical maze that you just touched on there. So yeah, I guess what nasty ingredients were you surprised about in the realm of skincare when you were on this journey, um, to creating your products? Yeah, well, there's kind of heaps, you know, and, and so it's hard to just, as you would know, you know, it's hard to just mention one and I can definitely touch on a, on a few standout ones to, to look out for, but it's the, for me, it's really about the, the conscious awareness shift that we need to have as consumers, um, that we need to understand that, you know, there's been a chemical production increase 400 fold in between 19, 30 in 2001 and that was 20 years ago you know and that's a there's over 140,000 chemicals that are registered for use in Australia and 75% of them have never been tested for safety or toxicity on the human body or on the environment mm. and then you look at the fact that the leading cause of disease in children under 15 is cancer never before in history have our kids died before us what's going on and i'm not saying that cosmetics is the the leading cause of this i'm saying that it's it's one of the major causes because of the principle of bioaccumulation which mm -hmm. basically says that when you're taking on chemicals quicker than your body can get rid of them they bioaccumulate and then they interact um, and this creates a lot of disharmony in the body and it's like well you're not not everyone's born with a clean slate now you know, this stuff is coming mm. through generations, you know, and it's these chemicals, these petrochemicals and whatnot have been around since the early 1900s um, <clears throat> when they started to create medicine and what we call medicine today and chemicals from oil. So, you know, they're doing tests now on newborn babies and testing their umbilical cords for, you know, certain chemicals. So they did one for cosmetic chemical screening and they found 287 chemicals prevalent at birth and they're only the ones that they tested for mm. so we've got these kids who are being born with a pre-existing toxicity mm. coming into an environment that is not supportive of human life as far as toxicity goes um, and so i think it's a really important discussion for people to have and a really really important realization to know that there isn't really a system in place that protects us from these chemicals. Companies can create them and put them in a product and they can enter the market without necessarily being adequate testing done. And if you wonder how that is the case, um, I can pretty much tell you. So the reason I mentioned the chemical maze is because that's actually a book written by Bill Statham. You probably know, know about yeah. him. And he has an app as well where, you know, it tells you all the different chemicals and stuff. And that would be my advice to people is, is get that app. And mm, it's really accessible. Easy to use. Um, so, yep. Yeah. So what happened was is, and this is what he sort of unearthed as well, is that Australia blindly follows the American cosmetic ingredient review pedal. 
which was set up by the cosmetic industry to determine whether or not the chemicals they themselves use in their own products are safe. So it's the classic snake fees a snake conflict of interest, you know, and the fact that chemicals are innocent until proven guilty is absurd. And so that is the realization that I think that people need to have is that a lot of this stuff, when it, whether it's baby products, whether it's dishwashing liquid, whether it's deodorant, whether it's lipstick, a lot of it, is toxic. In fact, the vast majority. Until recently, when you've got companies, you know, with integrity coming through to try and shift this paradigm, you know, you're, you're looking at some of the reactions and some of the proven, scientifically proven um, issues with these chemicals move from like endocrine disruption to um, acute toxicity through to cancer. Uh, allergic reactions, um, asthma, um, you know, even it's just crazy because women have been the worst targeted and the women are the, are, the, are the beautiful creatures who are bringing new babies into the world. And it's like the very thing that they're using to add femininity to themselves is exactly what's costing them. Their femininity. Mm. You know, yeah. even, even tampons, you know, tampons have got cotton in them. Cotton is one of the worst sprayed um, materials with pesticides and herbicides, you know, which mm. you talk, start talking about things like formaldehyde, which has a direct connection to cancer. You start talking about um, issues with the reproduction system and issues with even being able to have children in the first place. And, and that's been the biggest impact, I think, on, on people is that you know, the rates of our ability to be fertile uh, are moving towards sterile. And um, <clears throat> this skin thing is, is just one aspect of toxicity. It goes much deeper. It's, it's the water, it's, it's the food, it's, it's air. And, you know, it kind of sounds doom and gloom. And this is where I sort of make a point to tell people that it's only doom and gloom for as long as you're a part of the nightmare. Hmm. You always so, have a choice. Exactly. You always have a choice and they can't keep making this stuff if we ain't buying it. Yeah. And we don't have, a, we don't have like a lot of time, you know, the rate at which things are changing. Ethics aren't growing at the same rate as technology. And so we kind of got to have these difficult conversations with people when it's not about jamming things down their neck. It's about, showing them the facts and just offering a different point of view. Mm, you know, what's which happening then offers now. them an option. Yeah. And my people, and this is why I kind of see it as imbalance because the nightmare has to play out for people to wake up. And so it kind of, it might sound harsh, but like all the disease and the struggle that we've got moving into 2020, that's the catalyst for change. That's the catalyst for people to, realize to wake up and to be accountable for themselves and to and their families and to start to make the changes consciously and so i do see it as imbalance um even though it is pretty doom and gloom but we do have a choice now and um especially in australia we got i believe we have such an opportunity here to to lead the way and shift the world mm. Mm. so i guess i uh, feed back to you that it was more um, 
your ethics that led you to creating such pure, clean products as opposed to, you know, the five sort of worst case chemicals that you stumbled upon. It was more just the, yeah, a um, a disinterest in that realm and a, and a choice to take a whole different route. Definitely to give people an option as well. Yeah. You know, and have that conversation piece um, with people. And like you said, with the ripple effect, you know, it's so true. You don't have to make massive waves to create change. You know, no. it can just start with yourself. Yeah. The first step. Yep. Towards a better choice. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So with your um, family history of psoriasis, um, you have obviously observed your products impacting your body, your brother's body, your family's body positively. What other feedback have you had, positive feedback have you had from your balms, coffee scrubs and zinc balm? Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty amazing actually. Um, we, we've had incredible feedback. Pretty much everyone that we give it to gets some form of relief. Mm-hmm. We've had cases where people have had you know, to the point where their eczema is so bad that they're bleeding um, and had their skin completely repair in under a week. Mm. We've had um, young, young children with, um, you know, foot and mouth disease, for example, where their, their lips get all swollen and red and their hands get all rashy and, um, you know, they, they get sent home from the doctor's office. Oh, there's nothing you can do. You have to write it out. And... Um, you know, I had one lady call me up and she just got a tester of our hemp balm with the sandalwood, cedarwood and patchouli in it. And she did one application in it at night and in the morning it had pretty much resolved the foot and mouth disease. Ah, oh, beautiful. And that's and just I- the power of nature and, and having an integrity product that formulates things correctly. And so there's not many people that don't bring amazing feedback um, back to us and I think the coolest thing about our products is that they're built to last. They do go against the grain and fly in the face of the, you, you know, your typical products that they want you to buy them regularly. They want you to use them more often. Whereas with ours, you only need a tiny bit for it to be effective and they last, you know, one of our hundred mil healing balms, if you're using it as a hand and face moisturizer, some people are still using it 12 months later, but most often it's three to six months that it'll last them, you know, and, that's what we want. And, and the idea being is that women and men can have a nice product for their faces and for their skin, but they also have a product in the same jar that can treat their cuts, scrapes, bites, and their kids. Every time they take skin off their knee, you can put the healer's balm on it, or you can just use it as a moisturizer. So it's not like you need to go out and buy a million different products. You just got one that you can use and it's effective and it's mm. natural. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the healing balms. Um, they're very similar. A lot of them have overlapping benefits. We work off a similar base ingredients um, of, you know, organic cold pressed coconut and olive oil, a really good quality vitamin E, the essential oils, and then beeswax. And if you don't mind, I would like to talk about beeswax for just a sec. Yeah, I know you're uh, passionate. Go for it. Yeah. So, you know, What's in us is also in nature, and there's there's absolutely no doubt that beeswax and and bees in general are very very special creatures and so necessary for for this world to operate as it does and for our survival. And I've seen 
beeswax do so many incredible things for people's skin because it it has the ability to act as a second skin it heals and seals it's anti-allergenic it's antibacterial it's anti-inflammatory um and and it just melts into the skin and the thing is is that you know there's definitely some unethical stuff that happens in the bee world as far as beekeepers but this is where people have to use discernment i believe and you know, that's why we make it no secret where our beeswax comes from, which is from a, a 75 year old beekeeper by the name of John Smith from my town of birth, Tamworth, New South Wales. He's been doing it since he was 14 and mm. you know, he's a real pollinator's hero, I'd say, and just a legend bloke. And, you know, he's, he's got his bees through the drought stricken periods of inland New South Wales over many decades. And, having the beeswax come from that sort of a source means that I have absolutely no problem telling people that it is a ethical and sustainable product. Mm. And, um, and I think that's the most important thing is where does it come from? Not to just throw it in a basket and say, Oh, we can't use it because you know, it's not sustainable and it's not fair to take beeswax from bees. And it's like, well, what if we take a little bit of beeswax and that that shifts 200 people in in terms of healing their skin conditions and then they develop a new reverence a new reverence for nature a new reverence for bees and they actually go out because of that and they they get some bees you know they get a couple of hives and they have it at their family home you know and that's sort of the ripple effect as well and having the appreciation sometimes we have to use it to appreciate it um and so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because it's something I'm really passionate about is that we walk hand in hand with nature. You know, we don't see ourselves as being separate from it. Mm. Um, and then the zinc balm has, has been an incredible product, um, mainly because one, it's got absolutely zero catch 22s, unlike a lot of the sunscreens that are out there. And two, because typically zincs have been a really sticky, greasy, thick, nightmare you know we've all seen the budgie smuggler you know mm -hmm. 1960s uh you know guy with tracks down his face um <laughs> but with this product it's the the texture and the ratio of oils to beeswax um means that it can apply really really easy to skin color it's not sticky it's not greasy you don't even have to see it to get really good sun protection um i actually eat it sometimes to show people um, and the zinc oxide is non-nano, which is an important distinction. But what we wanted to create is not, not just a product that protects you from sun damage, but a product that can repair rashes, like nappy rash and hives mm. and heat rash, insect bites. You can use it as a deodorant because zinc oxide is a natural deodorizer. Mm. Um, and you can also use it as an after sun product, like the essential oils, like helichrysum that we use are incredibly therapeutic oils to have in a product like that. So we want people to be able to use it as a tinted moisturizer because of the way it makes the skin feel and the fact yeah. that you don't, you know, don't know you've got it on basically. Can I add something there? Yeah. I uh, just love that it's not, um, well, it's so clean because it's sometimes quite hard to get zinc off. So if I do a day of hiking or, um, you know, I'm using it here, there and everywhere. I, 
I don't have to worry about scrubbing my face with gua sha or something afterwards because I know mm -hmm. that it's going to nourish my skin at the same time. So yeah. I guess I'm less concerned about the layering effect of sunscreen, which, you know, yeah. can happen, particularly on multi-day hikes, which I love doing. You know, you might um, pull up in a tent at night and think, and you've only got a freshwater stream to clean off in. It's really hard to get zinc off <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day. So it totally suits my lifestyle. I love it. Yeah. Definitely. And you've got to make it easy for, for people these days, you know, it, yeah it's fair enough too, you know, like, so if you've got a natural product that works really great, but it's, it's hard to use, it gets on everyone's clothes. It's, it's mm. sticky, you know, it's just really difficult for them to go natural when it's um, painful to use. And so we really tried to solve that problem for people. Um, and it's really great to hear a lot of feedback coming back now about how it's cleared up people's acne. It's, it fixes kids' nappy rash and people are starting to use it on a multi-dimensional platform rather than, you know, for one single, you know, impact. And mm. um, we, we did a trip up north when we saw, when we saw you up in Cairns mm -hmm. and we were able to go out to the reef with uh, a couple of companies and that was a really amazing experience and we formed a good relationship with those businesses and, um, you know, since then, it's been a really a strong ambition of ours to be able to give back to the natural world and, and to set up, um, you know, charity, charitable donations to certain companies such as the Great Barrier Reef Legacy Charity, which is, you know, a 30-year-old uh, Great Barrier Reef Preservation um, Association that is a family business and you know they have boats they take people out to the reef they do so much ecological work so using our business as a means by which to help people be aware of that and also to support the cause is is sort of really really important to us and and it's something that as we're growing as a business now um we want to do more of and yeah. so if if any of your followers or your listeners uh if they have any ideas or if they know of any um, small-time operators that are doing wilderness, con wilderness conservation work or um, reef conservation, then we're happy to support those people, even if it's just a single person who's going out there and trying to make a difference. We are more than happy to send them product for free and to support that journey for them. And also, if there's the opportunity to um, you know, donate, donate a little bit of our takings to the cause. Mm. So um, we're definitely open to that. We want to, we want to do more of that. And uh, as we're growing as a business and we have a little bit, bit more time and, and income to do so. Mm. Sure. So beautiful to hear. I would also add that it's just um, double layered. You giving back to the barrier reef legacy because you know, the chemicals aren't going into the ocean when people are going out to the reef. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's another big aha moment for people when they realize that these chemicals are causing so much destruction to our waterways, which is in turn disrupting or helping to disrupt the reefs, you know, oxybenzone, you probably heard of that one, Janelle. Mm. Yeah. That, you know, one drop of oxybenzone will pollute, you know, seven and a half Olympic sized swimming pools of water. Mm. And you've got hundreds and hundreds of people slip, slop, slapping, and jumping in there, you know, creating, you know, a lot of disharmony in that 
in that reef in that reef environment. And um, it actually it's funny because in the same way that these chemicals in conventional sunscreen disrupt the endocrine system of humans, it's doing the exact same thing to the coral. Mm. It's disrupting their endocrine system as of well. Of course, yeah. And so it it sort of shows you we are connected to nature. These chemicals aren't just impacting us they're impacting our environment which is also impacting us mm. um but yeah i'm 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 confident i i see the shift happening like doing the markets two yeah, markets we do farmers markets now we do noosa and kiwana farmers markets on the sunshine coast every week and i can tell you i see the shift happening more and more and and um i don't personally suffer so much awareness anxiety as what i once would have Mm-hmm. Um, because I can really see it, you know, on a grassroots level, people are realizing and awakening and making the changes. So good to see. Mm. Yeah, to that personal connection. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so I'd love to finish off with um, where does Against the Grain go from here? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, there's a, there's a few things happening. Um, we, we're going to bring some new products out. Uh, early next year that we've been working on for a while. Um, and there again, you know, they're not just a, a skin product. They're, they're a little bit more than that. They go a bit deeper. We want to use, because of what I've learned about the skin and what I've seen, the skin is so porous and it, it absorbs 60% of whatever we put on it. And at the moment, that's been a negative thing because what we've been putting on it has been toxic. Mm. But I want to flip the script on that. You know, I want to make mineral bars. And I want to help people in their mineral deficiencies through their skin. It's such a beautiful delivery mechanism. Mm. And so I want to be able to enable people to, uh, you know, help themselves with their mineral deficiencies by utilizing the skin in such a way. Um, and I also want to help people on the, on the aspect of, you know, frequency. And so a lot of the stuff that's evolving around the, the frequency toxicity of this environment um there's because things are in balance so just as you know we start to move into this world of um you know frequency bombardment with the 5g technology and whatnot it's also in balance that things are evolving to help us protect ourselves from that and so we want to enable people to be able to do that and also we want to be able to put some of our protocols online that we give to people on a weekly basis that help them address the other side of the coin and then be able to give them tools whereby they can offset that toxicity or, you know, deal with the deficiency. Um, so we want to be able to, everything that we will have ever on our website is something that me and my wife and my associates have tested extensively on ourselves prior to recommending it to anyone. And that's what we'll always do. So we want to create a platform whereby people go, this is my issue. That balm's going to help. How do I deal with the other aspect of it? Here's a potential protocol that looks at the root cause of your issues with plant-based medicine only. Mm. Um, let's try and offset that. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to have, you know, water energy devices and um, alkalizers and different pieces of technology that are emerging now that, people can access affordably. Um, and we also want to open up the discussion so that people can share their experiences online. And by sharing their experiences, then we want to offer them 
uh, long-term discounts for doing that so that we can create the market conversation piece that we have every weekend in a virtual environment to connect more people around Australia and potentially around the world. So we're trying to map that out so that we can have it be very interactive and, and we want people to be able to know and trust people who stand behind that website aren't wearing masks. They're real people mm. with values that, you know, there's no amount of money that can buy me off mm. ever because it's just not my motivation. And that's happening with a lot of people now. You know, they're, they're starting to go, well, what is the, what am I doing? Am I, am I doing or am I being? And if I'm being, then why am I being? What are my values? You know, and how, what I do on a daily basis, how is that in alignment with my core values? And so I think that that is the part of the conscious shift and we want to be able to enable people to, to plug into themselves and, and have that authentic journey. Mm. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for diving deep into chemicals and beauty products and the ethics and integrity of Against the Grain today. Thank you, um, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate the depth of your share. Mm. Well, I think we've got to be deeper, don't we? But oh, if... for sure. But just, just the digestible way you've shared it, I really hope that it hits home for the listeners and inspires them to make those minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour changes that are possible and that feeling of expansion rather than contraction. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's, and it's not judging yourself either. It's really important. Mm, completely. Allowing yourself to grow and judgment only holds us in the ever too familiar past mm. um and yeah if any of your followers want to get in touch with me via email um it's brad at atghealth.com i've got a bunch of information including you know spreadsheets with all the a lot of the chemicals techniques that you can use to you know de detoxicity your home um even the protocols for things like eczema um, psoriasis, arthritis, a bunch of different stuff. Um, mm. I distribute those for, without charging anyone, of course. So if anyone wants to get in touch and is interested to know more about that, please send me an email. I'm more than happy to share. Mm, beautiful. And I'll definitely be attaching your um, contact details and your website in the show notes. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. Great. Oh, and we share, we share our journey on... Uh, on Instagram, we keep it pretty personal. So our Instagram is ATG underscore health. And, you know, we put, put a lot of our personal interactions with this world and, and the journey that we're on on there. And we like to share it. So if people want to connect in with that, please do. Thanks for tuning in to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to help spread inspiration and conversation beyond the Seeds of Health corner of the globe. Until next time, bye for now.